0: Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson.
1: Thank you for downloading this episode of Gotta Talk. This is part two of our uh, bowl uh, special bowl preview. Um, in the the first part, we uh, just focused on. Um, kind of the, the game day atmosphere and, and the destination of Orlando for the Cure Bowl. Um, so uh, where I gave, I, I mainly uh, talked in that one um, living here in Orlando, given all my uh, kind of insight of the places to um, eat, drink, um, hang out, and, and, and things to do while you're here, whether it's uh, attractions and theme parks or otherwise. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, go check that out. Uh, but Cody, in this episode, you get to talk a lot more. We are going to talk about football because there's a football game to play um where uh georgia southern faces the liberty flames um in uh the cure bowl so in our last episode
2: for the baptist school
1: it is (laughs) liberty flames so so we're we're starting strong here so with uh with (laughs) with (laughs) only down here (laughs) only downhill from here folks (laughs) um so You know, this this was something that we obviously in our projections, you know, we were talking about possible destinations. We were saying, you know, maybe one of the Alabama Bowls, um, you know, uh, you and I both were kind of saying we don't know if the Mobile Bowl was going to be that great just because of like the timing of it being there on the, you know, uh, on the six. It might be hard for our fans to travel to on a Monday, but good for exposure. We all kind of we both agreed that, you know, we didn't project it. uh, You know, we predicted the camellia. Um, because we thought the cure was going to go with Arkansas State, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, uh, uh, Blake Anderson's wife losing her battle with breast cancer just a couple weeks before the season. Um, it just seemed like a natural, you know, marketing tie in there um, on multiple levels um, that didn't happen. So I, I guess I guess first, Cody, let's let's talk about the selection itself. Then we'll get into Liberty. Right. Um, so, you know. Are you surprised that we got the cure?
2: No. Um, In fact, I think we got everything right except for the cure and Camellia. We just had them flipped. But we said that was a possibility, that right. that Camellia could take Arkansas State because I think they have the first choice, and we could go to the cure. We just didn't think that that would happen. Um, but it did, um, so I'm not surprised that this is where we ended up. Um, so, you know, I'm excited. I am more surprised— Now, why why do you why do you not not to interrupt you, but
1: why do you think Camellia took Arkansas State? Well,
2: I think same record. Yeah, I think it's they did beat us. They did beat us, and on top of that, we did go there last year. So it could just be that Mm -hmm. they didn't want the same team twice um, or two. That's what I was wondering.
1: I mean, obviously we brought a good crowd there. Um, you know, like sold their stadium out of beer, right? Uh, you know, it like, and and I, I mean, at least I think we left a good impression on them. You would think, and and uh, and we probably did. But but like you said, yeah, switch things up. Yeah, I and mean, the you guys they probably was probably have, thinking it the same
2: way. Yeah, they probably have data and stuff that shows that okay, one year is is, is good for a team, but if you bring them back a second year, you may not get the the fan response that you did the first time. So didn't App go there two years in a row? Um, I think so. I think early so. on, early on, I think
1: their first two years, I think they did, yeah. and I I'd, I'll have to go back and look at at how their uh, their attendance. Obviously, a further further trek for them, but how how their attendance changed that'd be interesting.
2: Yeah, but it's probably something along those lines where they probably have some sort of thing that tells them that the second time you invite a team, it, you don't get near amount the you did the first time. So they probably passed that. Okay, let's bring in Arkansas State this year, and then that lent us to the Cure Bowl, right? So, um,
1: as far as, you know, what, what was interesting about, it, I mean, I guess, I guess let's, let's stay with the bowl before, before we get into Liberty where, you know, we were talking about pros and cons, right. Of the bowl. And we, we talked about how, you know, the the date of it was pretty solid. Um, obviously, you have, you know, three uh, Sunbelt-affiliated bowls there on that first opening weekend of the bowl season on the 21st. Um, obviously, we weren't going to get into, the, you know, the New Orleans Bowl unless something, like, completely crazy happened with, like, App State and for some reason if they didn't want Louisiana. Um, but that was kind of like a pipe dream. So we were, we were looking at probably Camellia or cure. And we were kind of going through the like the pros and cons of both, right? And um, we had said that the biggest pros of cure was, you know, obviously new destination, um, it's it's close to home it's close to uh you know Statesboro not a terrible drive from Atlanta um i obviously for for bias reasons <laughs> wanted it here cuz i live here um but also you know it's it's a it's an attractive destination so like that obviously hasn't changed the other thing was the the matchup and then also the broadcast so you had the matchup was, you know, we both thought it was intriguing because it, uh, unlike the Alabama bowls, we get away from playing Mac schools, which is all we've done in our two bowl, uh, in our two bowl games. Um and we get to face an American Athletic team. That's not the case now because Liberty obviously is independent because of the way the things shaked out in the American with Memphis going to the Cotton Bowl and getting that over App State, second so App State. Um, you know they they uh you know it, it it left an opening for an independent seven and five Liberty Flames team to get in. So I guess how how does how does this bowl bid? change in your eyes, um, knowing what we know now, that that the matchup is not really what we expected.
2: I mean, I think the only thing that changes is maybe the, the what the fans may perceive as the difficulty of the opponent, right? You look at Liberty's schedule, who they played, who they've beaten, nothing really pops out at you except for maybe their win over Buffalo. Uh, yeah. Whereas if you're playing a team from the American Conference, you feel like there's something to prove there, right? You feel like... Right. If you just beat a team regardless if it's a six and six team out of the American or if it's eight and four or whatever, that you know you kind of put yourself a notch up in, in the way that you are viewed in as far as G5 football programs um, outside of the American Conference whereas if you beat liberty it's great, it's a great bowl win, but it's not really improving our stock as you know our football program, I guess rising through the ranks and trying to get to one of those top tier G5 schools. Right, exactly. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the American
1: is, is the pinnacle right now, you know, of, of the G5. So establishing yourself there is important. We talked about some of, like, the intriguing matchups, right? I mean, again, you mentioned six and six. That would be like a two-lane where you face Willie Fritz. You have a, you know, student versus teacher, you know, moment there. Um, You have even, like, Temple. Like, I feel like they're... Name recognition is probably greater than Liberty, I would think. You know, you have um, obviously UCF. I think that was kind of a little far-fetched, but, I mean, I I did see some projections out there. Not that we would face them, but that they could end up in the cure. Obviously not having um, the season they wanted to have with, uh, I think they finished with eight wins. you know after their their last two you know great seasons but that would have been huge you know a, a glorified home game for them that would have been easily a sold out you know Exploria stadium between our fan base and theirs um so yeah a, a lot of intriguing possible matchups that could have happened with the sunbelt american um matchup but, you know, then you kind of have this wild card in there and, and it's not like they came out of the blue. I mean, I, I definitely saw their name mentioned again, not not right next to ours in the projections, but I saw Liberty mentioned as a potential candidate for the Cure Bowl. Um, so it, it didn't completely come out of left field, but I don't know. I, I, I was still and I know like a lot of the rumors and stuff started swirling there right before. So you were kind of like. Condition to it, right? But I don't know. It it still was a little surprising. I guess when I actually saw it, um, and it, it's you know it's it's just interesting to kind of digest.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but you know, th- it is what it is. That's who their opponent is. So we got to go out there and beat them. Um, and I think, yep. I think they are a very interesting opponent to say the least. With with their teams that they've beaten, as well as um some of the losses, close losses, you could say that they've had. You know, and even you go through their quarterback and their their big-time wide receiver, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, and then also you know their head coach is Hugh Freeze, which I think most people know all of the history with him and in Old Miss and why he was um, asked to 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 step down as their head coach, and then of course now you hear now that that Liberty's paying him gave him a as of tonight, I think, extension, yeah, a yeah. huge extension that made him one yeah. of the top G5 head football coaches.
1: Average at $2 million per year. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think the plan Which is... Which is crazy.
2: Well, yeah. and, and, you know, not to get too much into the Liberty Universe and everything that, that goes on there, but we we do know that they have a, a large checkbook. Much larger than, Huge. Much larger than... Much larger yeah. than ours. So, yeah, I
1: mean, you're talking about two... Like you know, and I wanted to get into that, and like you know, it kind of reminds me of like the Furman matchup, um, just with like the polarization of like well, one the fan bases, and and just, you know the 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 student body and and alumni and all all that kind of stuff, um, but yeah, I, I, the checkbook too, obviously,
2: but again on a much larger scale,
1: I think with Liberty compared to yeah. like a Furman,
2: and you can tell that they have much larger goals, um, in mind. Than just to be this little independent football school that hopefully makes it into a French Bowl every other year, Um, right? You know, so they're looking at not only keeping Hugh Freeze just for the foreseeable future, but I think they plan on having him as their head coach leading them into kind of their hopefully their what they hope is their golden era of football, and I think they kind of want to raise up to that level of Notre Dame ish as far as. Yeah, I was going to say Notre Dame, SMU. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: like SMU in the 80s kind of get to that point where, you know, maybe maybe they are kind of buying their way there, <laughs> you know, uh, yep. to, to get to that point um, with the great facilities that help recruiting that, you know. Well, you see, and you're starting again, to see that
2: with all their athletics. I mean, you just look at yep. their basketball team um, last season, I think make it to either the of 32 or the sweet 16 in basketball. Um, and that basketball team, I think, has started out the season undefeated, like 11-0 and 0 so yeah. far. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not just football. I mean, they're making a huge— They're investing in mix. athletics. They're, they're investing making- in
1: athletics— yeah. And they have a reason why they're investing in athletics. I don't know that reason, um, but it's probably brand recognition, I would think, um, yes. among other things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're they're definitely spending the money, and they have the money to spend. They have a lot of money at the school.
2: Well, and also, too, they're, they're a large online university. So if you can just get yeah. the brand out there, you know, it's not so that you, people have to go to Virginia to take classes. You can take it, in, you know, anywhere. Oh. I think that's how I first heard of them actually.
1: You know, I before before I knew about their football program and moving up to FBS and Hugh Freeze and all that kind of stuff. I knew them from, you know, just random commercials and online ads of like, get your master's degree at Liberty University, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that, and, and, and so, yes. I mean, they, they have a decent student body and all that on campus, um, and, and a really nice campus and great facilities. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that obviously helped them too. So again, from a brand recognition standpoint.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, um, this isn't, they're, they're 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 not coming into this I don't think as okay we're just happy to be here I think they're coming in here to kind of make a statement. Yeah. Um so we better be prepared to play because I think they're going to try to come in here win, when big and then use this as a stepping stone to launch themselves further in the next 3 4 5 seasons.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, again again you know 7 to 5 this year same record as us. Um you know I think you know easily, you could say, uh, you know, much weaker schedule, you know, playing that independent schedule. I mean, they played New Mexico State, a team we blew out. Um, that was two of their seven wins. Uh, you know, they, they played them twice um, at, at home and on the road. And, uh, and, you know, barely beat them the first time, 20 and 13. Um, you know, they also played schools like Hampton, a bad New Mexico team, uh, Maine, who obviously we know they have a lot of common opponents, uh, you know, which, which we can get into. You know, they played Louisiana, lost to them, um, they beat Maine, uh, you know, they... Um, their uh, kind of big blowout win was UMass, yeah. which obviously we know. Yeah, um, you know the the team that got Tyson Summers fired, and and the team that we got redemption on the the next year under uh, Lunsford. Um, you know they got creamed by uh, Virginia, who was just in the ACC championship. They also played a ranked uh, Syracuse team at the beginning of the season, lost twenty four nothing. So yeah, so so there's there's some parallels and stuff, and and w- where we can kind of play 6 degrees of separation with them. Um and I I agree. I, I I think I think some of, you know, some of our fans and and maybe even initially maybe I was kind of thinking that like oh this team's just like happy to be there. Like this is their this is their um Godaddy Bowl, right? I mean, they, you know, they they moved up to FBS. This is their second year. They're bowl eligible now. They are playing, they're not in a conference playing an independent schedule. Um again, they got into in in my eyes, I mean, going off of kind of what you said, Cody, I feel like maybe they're a little ahead of the track. I mean, I mean, the Cure Bowl is is a is a decent bowl, you know, and and again, it's, it's something that's reserved for, and they took an American spot that you know is is well, yeah, widely I mean, well, considered the best the best conference in the
2: yeah, group five. Well, they didn't take a spot. They the spot was void because all their bowl eligible teams yes. had been sent elsewhere, so there was there right. was no American team to to. To, to fill that bowl spot, which is how they got into it. Right, but
1: it's it's still it's still reserved for an American team. So, I yeah. mean, you know, that could have been a situation where, you know, the MAC or, or one of these other, like, lesser conferences doesn't have enough to fill or whatever, and they get in that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I feel like this, for their first bowl game, kind of like with us, with, like, GoDaddy, I think it's a solid – Start, you know, yeah, to kind of yeah, leapfrog is. into what they want to do, yeah. yeah, and 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 you're right. I I think they're going to be hungry, and and at first I was kind of, I don't, I mean, obviously I didn't expect them to lay down, but I, I think the more I thought about it and did research on them, you know, I was like, look, this they're going to come out to play. I mean, and because I mean, they know. That and and even more so than these MAC teams, right? I think the MAC teams kind of had a chip on their shoulder because they think that like they're you know they're Big Ten light and they just sling the ball around and um, you remember Bowling Green, you know, and, and and the GoDaddy and and they just thought all their fans were talking how like oh we have to play Georgia Southern like what is what is happening here you know we have to go to Alabama and play Georgia Southern um you know in in January like what, like what is that um so this I, I don't think that's the case for liberty i think i think a they are happy to be here but b they're they're coming to win and 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 they they see it as a
2: proving ground yeah i i think so too um for sure and so um i like i, I we have to be ready to play this team. Um, I know that they've had a weak schedule and there's seven wins. You can look at six of them and say, "Man, there's are really terrible team."s um, The Buffalo win is, is is respectable. Buffalo beat that Temple. is that's the that, I mean correct. that's that's a respectable win. Um, they they lost to Rutgers. I know Rutgers is a terrible Big Ten school, but it is a Power Five school. Uh, it, you could say that's the worst Power Five school in all the nation. I get it, but they still lost to them by ten points. They were in that game. Um, And you mentioned the Virginia game. They were actually, I think, into that at least through the first half. So, and, oh, and on top of that, they lost to a BYU team by seven points, which happened to beat Boise State. So it's not like this team isn't competitive. You know, it is led by Hugh Freeze. He's a really good football coach. He didn't, you know, he, he didn't turn arkansas state remember he was the coach that actually got arkansas state turned around and on the map right so he He put them on the map and and put all these other
1: guys in position like the what he was before
2: like gus malzahn yeah yeah so it led to gus malzahn and so forth that that kind of led up to there and it started that i think what this is their ninth year in a bowl he's the one that started that of course then he went on to ole miss they had a
1: lot of success there. Had they, you know, they were what a top ten team? Were they like number yeah, three or something they, at one yeah, point? And they
2: beat, beat Alabama. I mean, Chad mm-hmm. Kelly um, and all and those, those receivers. And again, yep, right. you know, we did play them on their downfall. He left Ole
1: Miss not on football terms, no, like not because no, he's not a good no. football coach.
2: Exactly. So, um, he's a really good football coach. He has really good offenses. So this is, I mean. If you look at the style of offense that they play, and look at this offenses that we struggled against, this is not a favorable matchup for our right. defense. Um, we're going to have to really come out to play. We're going to have to really study tape. Um, we'll get into a second on their quarterback and, and really their, their big-time wide receiver that they got. He's the number three receiver yep. in the country. Um, if, you, if we want to win this game, we've got to shut down that wide receiver. No doubt. Yep. No doubt. I, I agree. I mean,
1: I, I was worried, you know, if, if we went out to Arizona, not just for like the logistics of, of getting out there, but like that matchup against like Mount West, right, of of those teams slinging around, um, you know, the Mac. Yeah. You, I mean, you have that, too. Um, you know, that's kind of again, it's like Big Ten light where they're they're kind of balanced offenses and they're they're slower. Right. They're like just big guys. Liberty has some athletes. You know, and, 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 and so it might even be a worse matchup than playing like, uh, you know, at San Diego State or something in, in Arizona where um, I'm not saying that they don't have athletes, but you know what I mean, like where, where you have like Utah State or some of these guys that maybe don't have as much speed. I feel like, um, you know, we'll probably still be the faster team, um, but they still have athletes and they've got – they obviously – the stats show, you know, they – They sling the ball around and they can put up a ton of yards and they've got a really, really great coach, you know, behind it all. So, so yeah, we, we, we have, we can't, we can't be bowling green, right? We, we can't, we can't, we can't turn into that to be like, you know, oh yeah, we got the cure. That's what we want, and we, we can't wait to play. You know, Fritz or um, you know a, a UCF or, or, or Temple. You know, a really solid Temple team. Oh, we're playing Liberty. Okay, let's phone it in. Can't do that. I guess with that, Cody, let's let's talk about kind of their um, their individual players, right? Yeah. So quarterback again, we, is, we... is
2: Buckshot. That's <laughs> buckshot. That, that's his name. I watched the first. Is time. it Buckshot? Yeah. yeah. So I watched one of their games, their last game against New Mexico State, and their quarterback. It's like Steven – Calvert, I think is his first name, is mm-hmm. Stephen, but they call him Buckshot. Steve Calvert. They call, they call him Buckshot. They call him Buckshot. He's got
1: <laughs> a mullet. Looks like he's got a mullet. Got a big beard. How big is this kid? <clears throat> he, he looks pretty big. He is 6'2", 180. Okay, so he's not. His uh, profile picture definitely makes him look like he's... <laughs> a little heavier than he is, uh, but yeah, but pretty I mean, good stats. A, a good prolific, stats. yeah, like like really good stats, man. Like thirty uh, three hundred yards, almost thirty four hundred yards uh, passing. Um, you know, they they definitely lean more passing than than uh, than uh, rushing, um, but they do have almost uh, a thousand yard rusher in uh, Frankie uh, uh, Hickson. Um, but the guy that you kind of alluded to uh, several times already is their receiver, and man. We cannot catch a break. No, playing cannot. great receivers this year, um, you know where where whether it's Bayless at, at uh, uh, Arkansas State or or uh, the, the kid at uh, LSU or the kid at uh, Minnesota. Now you've got this guy Antonio uh, Gandy Golden.
2: They call um, he's him A G G. That's what they A G
1: G. There you go, and he got uh, uh thirteen hundred thirty three yards. Um,
2: you know i mean it's crazy and he's man. a big so, receiver 64 220 i mean yeah. so he's a, he's he's a big body guy um, nine touchdowns yep nine touchdowns 13 over 1300 yards receiving um to put it in perspective the next highest receiving yards receiver they have only has 386 so he has nearly yeah. a thousand more yards than any other receiver on their team so i mean he's there we know who we have to stop Obviously, I'm sure it's going to be Vildor or or Brinson on him the entire game, probably with some safety help over the top, if right. needed. Um, and I think I mean it's it's really going to be, you know, that matchup. You know, can we shut him down? Can we get to the quarterback? Can we can we put the pressure on? I mean, is it as you said, the last what four or five episodes, four or five weeks of the season, with these air raid spread offense, up tempo offense. Right. You know, get to the quarterback, provide pressure, and let our offense kind of do our thing and ball control it. That's what we're going to have to do in this game. And um, because they will run tempo. Um, It's Hugh Freezer. Trust me, I'm sure they've seen the Troy tape. I'm sure they've seen the Arkansas State tape. They will try to do that to us and try to jump out to a big lead and then then hold us off.
1: Yeah, I I think the biggest – so I I went back and looked at, like, Arkansas State, obviously, stopping Omar Bayless, uh, who – Finished uh, the year, I guess, what, with the most receiving yards, and he was just behind the kid at uh, LSU for the most touchdowns. You know, we... I was thinking maybe we held him <laughs> low. We did it. Uh, he wasn't the highest uh, receiver in that
2: game, though, for Arkansas State. Well, that's just so, thing. Arkansas State still had three other or two other really good receivers. Really good, right?
1: So Jonathan Adams Jr. he had 158, led the team, um, had two touchdowns. Armar Bayless still very respectable, 113 yards and a touchdown. Um, so we didn't really shut him down by by any means. Um, but that that's what I was gonna say is like with now looking at this, like that's gonna be the key. You said they don't really have a, a a key number two right we it doesn't we need appear to, to be at least by their stats doesn't it by the stats right yeah I mean obviously we haven't watched every single Liberty game we don't have that kind of time but looking at like Arkansas State like you said they, they had a really good core so the key is going to be with this just Shut him down and don't let anyone else have that breakout, right? right. Um, and then, and then, same with the running back, contain him, kind of yeah, like we good. did against he's really good against ULM. Back. He's pretty good, yeah. He's uh, just shy of a thousand yards, like I said. You know, honestly, Cody, I kind of see this. I see a lot of parallels with ULM a little bit. Obviously, not with like the mobile quarterback. I don't think uh, you know that that kid's gonna like run around and stuff on us. Um, but you know, I I see it where if if we can just kind of hamper their passing attack a little bit shut their running game down um and then just you know wear them down offensively you know break some big runs and stuff i think we can you know start pulling away in this game i mean i, I really think that's kind of the blueprint to win it yeah um is, is what we did against
2: you yeah their quarterback doesn't appear to be very mobile um right. so i think shut down the receiver shut down the running game and then i think we've got to not let him stand in the pocket and, and kind of you know buy some time and, and let his receivers get open. We Play to, like
1: you did in the second half against Arkansas State. Like that's I mean honestly well, like yeah. get pressure get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, and this is just and like Georgia State the whole Georgia State defensively game. yeah Georgia, the whole Georgia State game and most of the ULM game um, you know and, and our and App State obviously you know get, to put pressure on the kid um, and don't let him because I I think like I think best case scenario this is another ULM. Right. Again, we wear them down. We maybe get a uh, a pick or two, maybe a pick six. We get a big special teams play. We wear them down offensively. We'll talk about their defense here in a minute. They're not great at stopping the run. I think we break off some big runs and our offense gets us some points. But defensively, just don't allow like those big plays. And that's what we did. We just contained Caleb Evans and and ULM, um, and and contained. Uh, um, Zach Thomas and in, Nap in State, and that's how we pulled off that one, right, and, we, and got pressure on him. You saw in the first half against Arkansas State, we didn't put pressure on him, and he picked us apart. And really it was just those big plays. It was kind of reminiscent of South Alabama. So I feel like that is the worst-case scenario is you have an Arkansas State or South Alabama or somewhere in between where, you know, they – Maybe don't even put up a ton of yards, but they just hit enough big plays to keep them in
2: the game. Yeah, and that was set up by, like, fumbles, turnovers, so we can't turn the ball over. We can't give them a short field. We can't get backed up on our own end and then have, you know, either a a bad punt or just, you know, they bring the house and Beck just doesn't have much time to really get the ball off, so whatever. Um, We just can't let them get those short fields. We have to make them earn their way down the field. We have to, you know, not give them extra possessions uh and i mean that's really it because yep. like you said i mean they have a great quarterback they have a really good wide receiver i think he's going to the senior bowl probably i think he has a draft uh combine um invite already so this isn't this isn't some slouch receiver i mean this dude's legit he he if you don't cover him or you don't have a game plan for him he will put up 200 yards five touchdowns and they'll be the one celebrating at the end of the football game
1: yeah, I, I literally uh, googled him, and the first thing is a YouTube video of the best uh, best player you've never heard of. So, which I'm, you know, there's I'm sure there's a ton of <laughs> videos with with that same title. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like the the, the uh, like they say, stats don't lie, right? So, I I think I think we have enough to stop him and stop that quarterback. Um, we just have to play. Up to our potential. Yeah, we're I mean, gonna have
2: to. We're gonna have to dominate the line of scrimmage for sure. We're gonna have to get pressure yeah. and and really force them to to have you know force the quarterback to make quick decisions. Not let them yeah. get comfortable and get in a rhythm, but force him to to have to get the ball out in under three seconds, or else he's gonna get hit.
1: Yep. Yeah. So let's move to uh their defense, our offense. um You know what what do you kind of see there? I mean, again, like I mentioned. They they're ranked hundredth in the nation. Uh, you know, yeah. well, I mean you've already kind of know my teams, you know yeah. my thoughts on, on Right.
2: They're gonna play teams are gonna play us differently. Differently. They're gonna obviously, you know, it's triple option, so you know, you have your number of strategies on how less, you less
1: less disguise, y- less yeah, yeah, you don't really you know exactly what we're gonna throw yeah. at
2: you. Um, you know, their main thing is gonna be can they identify, you know, our little motions or little things that tells that that And that, tackle. Yeah. Can they tackle? Can they tackle? Yeah. Um, Or tells that that let them know maybe what direction we may be going in or or whatever. But, you know, strategically, you know, they're going to have a game plan to come in and stop the triple option. Obviously, Um, we've seen teams in the past supposedly have terrible run defenses and all of a sudden, you know, they put up a good fight against us. So it's is our offensive line, you know, healthy? I think hopefully they should be. At they least. should
1: be, yeah. They I mean, should be I mean, healthier than what we've seen, yes, right?
2: They've had a couple of weeks yeah. off. I don't know if we're going to get anybody back. I don't. I Haven't heard if Dowdell is going to be able to play or anything like that. But right, you know, at least if but like Leeds is still there, yeah, right? We've so, still yeah. got
1: guys that like we have
2: some continuity, exactly.
1: We've got guys that like can at least rest and ice, yeah. And,
2: and our yeah. running back core King, um, Kennedy. Yeah. I have not heard if Logan Wright is going to be able to play in this game. Um, I yeah, think-
1: that was the question mark because they, they they had said that. You know the uh, the earliest that he would be able to be available, obviously, is the bowl game. Um, I think you know I don't know how much of that weighed on what bowl we got. You know that uh, that was you know months ago that they were saying that. So I mean, obviously, yeah. if you're talking if if you're talking the Lending you, Tree Bowl, where it's in January,
2: what, maybe that's different. But you know what, my my honest thought is, let him rest. He hasn't played. I don't, let him rest. Yeah, I would. I I, 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 I just wouldn't risk it
1: because you don't yeah. know about like ball security. And I'm not like saying anything bad about the kid, but I mean there's gonna be rust there you know he's, yeah. he's gonna come out hungry he's gonna come out wanting to prove himself and i get it but like save it save it for next year you know and and like um we're gonna have a loaded backfield coming uh coming back and, and mm-hmm. we'll you know talk about that obviously in in upcoming episodes but uh yeah i just just rest them i mean king has been playing lights out i mean it seems like he's getting better and better every game right and 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 keep feeding him um let him grind out those yards get kennedy the ball in space let him bust out some runs um you know LaRoche. i'm not sure i know he was banged up i don't know like he had a
2: concussion after the arkansas state game so i don't know if he's been cleared or anything like that
1: you would think i mean usually it's a game or two but i mean it depends on on that too
2: let him rest put in jail green yeah if i don't well hold on I don't. Let me rephrase. I don't know if Gerald Green has hit his four game mark or if they've already burned through it. Maybe right. that may be a reason why sure. you put LaRoche in instead of Green. But if you've already gone through his four games, let Green play and get and sit LaRoche. Don't need him to aggravate that concussion anymore, and let him you know start getting prepared for for uh, spring ball and in, in, in the twenty twenty season. Um, yeah. But I you know. Green, I think as long as kid, yeah.
1: King is healthy and, I mean, if he if he plays anywhere close to what he did against uh, State, uh, you know, uh, Georgia State, I, th- I think uh, I think we're in great hands. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I really do. That was
2: going to be yeah. my point is if we execute and do what we need to do, I think we win this game. Yeah. You know, if we dominate the line of scrimmage, if our offensive line, you know, can, has continued that continuity and gotten better over these last couple of weeks. Takes advantage of these extra practices, then I think we should be all right. I think I really like the addition of the freshman tight ends or cruisers that we've lit played over these last couple of days with Hancock. I think that's his last name, Chase Hancock, and uh, Bo Jacks Or Bo Johnson? Yeah, Johnson. Over these last few games, I think they've really helped out as far as blocking goes. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that we'll probably see the, all of them play in this game. If we can just execute. I think we can I think we take care of business on the offensive side. My my biggest concern really is is our defense.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, uh, mine too, but again, I think I think this is going to be no one they played. I mean, I know we we talked about like the scores and stuff, but like defensively, nothing really stands out, right? I mean, so, like, BYU. I know our defense has been – BYU does. BYU does for sure. But outside of that, I mean, even, like, Buffalo is, like, their best win. Um, like, their defense isn't great. Uh, you know, so I I, I I think we'll be able to slow them down. Now, and, and, again, that's the key is slow them down. Not stop them, not shut them down necessarily. It would be great if we can, but just slow them down. Like you know, do what we did against App, do what we did against ULM, um, do what we did against Ark State for the second half, and just and slow them down, and allow us to eat up that clock, bust out some runs, wear them down mentally and physically, and get the win. I mean, that's that's it, and and I I do I do think we can do that if if we come. Ready to play and again win the line of scrimmage on, on both sides of the ball. As cliche as it sounds, that that is that is what it. it is.
2: Yeah, that's it, that's
1: it. And and I I think we've got some great athletes there. I'm not discrediting any, you know anything at, at Liberty, but I think our guys are going to be hungry. You know, I I think we're going to want it. Hopefully, just as much as as they do. Um, you know, and 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 really, you know, with again, like we said, all the adversity that we went through this year, I think we. Ultimately, have something to prove. You talk about them like wanting to establish themselves as the next Notre Dame or or SMU in the '80s. Like we obviously want to
2: be where
1: App State is right now, right? Well, and, yeah,
2: that's what I'm about to. That's what I kind of want is that we have ourselves to set us up for 2020. If yeah, because not, because we, we we
1: had all we had a bunch yeah. of roadblocks in, and we had all that adversity that we've talked about, you know, acknowledging them. And but we are returning. Almost everyone. Yes, yeah. we lose some key people in Bass and Brenton and Vildor, but man, we're bringing back a loaded, <laughs> a loaded team you know, on, on both bringing... sides. So, so that and and I mean, and we get uh, a lot know, of experience in
2: our offensive line. Yep, know. and and that and that mean, was that was, it, like, co- like, that was the that was the
1: column in the Savannah Morning News, and I agree with it. Was like, like this this should be a showcase of.
2: What's the come? It should be a preview, yeah. a a taste test. And, you know, and I'll be honest with you: if if the way that the schedule sets up next year, you have Boise State, Florida Atlantic. Those are two conference champions. Yes, I know that Lane Kiffin's left to go to Ole Miss, which we also play next year too. We face, yep. But we play Florida Atlantic early. If we beat both of those teams, you don't know what's going to happen with App State yet because of their new coaching that they're going to have to go through, and possibly even a new AD. Um, so you don't know what kind of turmoil they're going to go through this off season. I we don't play Arkansas State at least not in the regular season from what I've seen. Um, right. So we skip them. We get Texas State. I think we have a really good shot at really having a really special year next year, regardless of what happens at Ole Miss. Now even more so, even more so than this year. I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah for sure, for sure. I'm thinking that it's yeah. not just a conference championship. I'm thinking that if we can get past Boise State,
1: access, yeah.
2: I'm thinking maybe this is a a we're at most a one loss team maybe Access Bowl, we just have to see how the cards shake out and what the American Conference champion does and yeah that that would know. be hard
1: but I mean certain certainly undefeated you're in but I mean yeah. certainly if you if you get that win you know to open up the season against Boise that sets you up you're in the fat you're in the fast lane there then yes. you get that win over the SEC team no matter what. Kiffin is able to do with that program to that point in the season. Um, which, you know, we get we get them later in the season but at a good spot. Yeah. I think, you know, right before they play Mississippi State. I don't even think
2: we have so, to beat them. I think if we take care of business with everybody else and win the conference championship, if our playing close if our I think loss is to Ole Miss and let's just say Lane Kiffin has gotten that team turned the corner, 'cause they're Right. I think I think as long
1: as they're above five hundred team, if if they're a bowl team and we don't get blown out like yes. i don't think it can be a 55 to 3 but i think if i think if we play them a 10 point type of game then yeah i think i think i think you're right but um obviously i you know more so than this year again not really knowing how good lsu was going to be um not knowing how good minnesota was going to be um and you know kind of knowing how good app was going to be, you know, we talked about them possibly doing, you know, running the table and, and we stopped that, but we weren't sure. So like, I feel like the table is set up better for us next year than it was this year, regardless of obviously everything that happened. And then also like we return a ton of people and just have more experience.
2: Yeah. I mean, so I think this, this bowl is this bowl game is the start of that run. Yeah, it is. I agree. Um, yeah. So it's the preview, you know, I, Yes, was this past season tough and difficult, and at times, were we pulling our hair out and and, and fussing and and everything else? Yes, we were. But we pulled through it, I think, a lot better than what anybody anticipated with all the stuff that happened. I think 2020, if everything goes right, she'll be a very, very special year. But we we just have to do it.
1: I agree, and I think this game, I mean, obviously losing this game isn't going to, like, necessarily change anything for 2020 but you do you obviously want to like end the season on a high note and you want to use that as momentum through the off season to go into
2: 2020 you want to use it as confidence going into boise state because trust me to go there out it the is. boise you're going to need all right. the confidence that you need to beat you you need everything
1: yeah yeah and at least we get them early in the season yeah they'll have time to prepare for us vice versa but at least it's not gonna be snowing and stuff out there um you know so like and Bob DeBess is that, used to him
2: I mean look he Bob DeBess has coached against Boise State several times when he's out in, at New Mexico so he's not this isn't an unfamiliar op- opponent for him right so I know that we're get, we're getting way too far ahead this is we're getting way be, ahead yeah. we're getting
1: way ahead yeah uh but 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 you're right I, I do think this is a showcase game and so we'll get into predictions here Cody I I think I think again, if if and, and and I think the players understand that. I know the coaches do, and and again with every, I, I think your motivation, is not just to you know go three and O in 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 bowls. It's not just to you know win in a bowl that you've never been in before, or to you know spoil you know uh, the hopes of of this Liberty team. It's it's for you. I mean, you know, we 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 talked about it like like this 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 is about us. You know, it's not it's not about them or anybody else. It's it's about everything we've been through this year and, you know, uh, dusting it off and uh, you know, dressing it up and putting a bow on it. I mean, that that's what it is. I mean, ending the year in eight wins would be fantastic after everything we've gone through. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, beating, you know, uh, a team, and uh, coming team like Liberty and regardless of who we're playing, just winning that game, winning this bowl and, and show like, again, showcasing what we're capable of and what you hopefully can expect next year to, to finally kind of overtake, not just beat them in, in our, our rivalry matchup, but finally overtake App State and become that team to beat and that number one team in the Sun Belt, I, I think I think it starts on the twenty first of, of December.
2: I think it does too. And not only that, but it it's a way for these seniors to cap off what is a tremendous turnaround from what they had to deal with to start off their collegiate careers as freshmen. Yeah. Um so
1: And though if they win and and correct me if I'm wrong, if they win they end up with a better record I think than like what they were well. I mean, they were there under, or no, they they were there under Summer. So under Fritz, obviously, like they were talking about like the record of like uh, right now. I think what it's it's about the same of of Lunsford and Fritz over over the first two years. I
2: think so, maybe yeah. within one game or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah Well, it's the same so, amount of wins. It's seventeen and eight for Lunsford, seventeen and right. seven for Fritz.
1: Seven. That's what So if they win this, boom, you're there, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's that's one thing to even talk about. Like, and and then you just kind of dismiss not just for these seniors, but, I mean, really for all, like, the Fritz lovers out there. And and mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying anything bad about Fritz. I like Fritz just as much as the next guy, but, like, let that go. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's it, it's in the past, whether he ends up at Tulane or ends up somewhere else, like, he's gone, Lunsford's our guy, and, and, and he is our guy, and, and, like, he's already had as much success taking over a much worse situation, um, you know, than than what Fritz had. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's a motivating factor, too, is to kind of finally move away from, you know, bury, bury six feet under the summer's years and step away from the Fritz years and say, look, we're building something special here under Lunsford. Let's go.
2: Oh, yeah, he has – Lunsford has a, a tremendous opportunity – for for next year to really cement his status in in the Georgia Southern coaching lore, as you can yep. I guess you can say, um, sure. with with the opportunities that that lie before this team next year. I mean, if if we if we if we pull it off, twelve and 1, 13 and zero, whatever. Um, I mean, he ought, he immediately goes up there. I think is is again Paul, ten, win- yeah. ten
1: wins, ten wins after two wins, getting eight wins this year. If we if we pull. If we pull this off, back-to-back bowl wins, which we haven't had, back-to-back bowl appearances, you know, I mean, that that alone is, is, is really impressive. And then, yeah, of course, setting yourself, you know, uh, stacking the deck for next year. Yeah,
2: I, yeah. And so, I mean, there's lots to be excited about as far as for this football team and for 2020. But first things first, we gotta we got to take care of this bowl game. We've got to focus on it, take care of Liberty. May not be the opponent we thought that we were gonna get, but they're the opponent that we do have. So we gotta beat them. We gotta right. move forward. We can't take them lightly. And you know, congratulate them, and then let's move forward and get focused on twenty twenty.
1: Yep. So predictions, Cody. Let's let's hear it.
2: All right. So I actually think that that receiver, AGG, I think he gets a good dose of of Brinson and Vildor um, yep. throughout the entire game. Um I think you have duncan jr that that probably shadows him over the top at times and then switch it with um uh was it uh, Rutledge yep, kind of depending on the situation scenarios um I think we shut him down pretty good I think we do get pressure on their quarterback and I think defense takes care of it and I think we probably win this with something along the lines of like i say thirty eight twenty
1: um okay uh yeah i'm 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 thinking I'm thinking point total for them around the same. I I, I was thinking. I agree with you. I, I I think I do think maybe outside of BYU, um, you know I, I think this will be the the best defense. I know obviously we've had our struggles on the passing game this year, um, but I I do think this will be one of the best secondaries they've faced. Um, or you know that that uh, that quarterback kid has faced. I mean our secondary
2: should be prepared. I mean this is what this. Six seventh team that we play that has this up tempo RPO right. spread offense. I mean, they should they yep. should be pretty prepared now as far as what they're gonna have to go up against. Yeah, so
1: I I think I think we you know we we force some mistakes. I think we get at least one pick. Um, you know, I think maybe we force another turn turnover with a with a fumble. Um, I think we hold that that uh, running back to under 100 yards. Um, you know, I and I I think again, I think that uh, that wide receiver gets his his touches, um, but I think we contain him. I don't think he busts out for like a hundred eighty yard, you know, game or anything like that. So I think we hold him maybe right around a hundred yards or a little less, and again limit everybody else. I, I I think most of their points come on big plays. I think they probably strike on us quickly. I I almost see this playing out very similar to that GoDaddy Bowl game, um, where it's close early and it's not looking great early. I remember looking back at that, I'm like, man, you know, and, and then and then we just roll in the second half. I think the offense gets going in the second half, and, you know, I, I think we wear them down, uh, you know, again, physically and mentally, and I, I think we bust out some, some runs, and I don't think they've faced something like that um you know all year to to like the the, the speed um, that we have well, they played
2: Lafayette
1: um, they played Lafayette and that that's true and they only gave up with 35 against them um but i i don't know I, I i think i think we get a good amount of points on them so i'm not saying we get the 50 you know something that we got uh against um Bowling Green but i do I, I think most of their points come in the first half on big plays. um They end up with 17. um I think we get over 40. I think we get. Uh, I'll say 42, 17.
2: Wow, you're saying a, a big victory here. Yeah. Wow. Well, um if we hold them, I think. Well, I mentioned this. That what last week or the, the last episode? What it were two episodes now? We're 16 and three when we hold a team to to seven or less points in the first quarter. Yeah. So if we hold them to seven or less points in the first quarter, it's going to be a victory for sure.
1: See, I don't know if that's going to happen. I I, I think they probably score on their their first drive. Uh, you know, um, I I think you know maybe it's it's a, a three point game at half, or maybe they're even leading at half. I, I you know I, I think it's like you know twenty seventeen game or, or uh you well, know now, seven, I heard seventeen a, fourteen. Well, you, that's interesting. And then we th- shut them down.
2: The there's a st- I think Danny Danny Reed said it. it when we lead at half, we're undefeated under Lunsford. Yeah. So,
1: so I mean, obviously, you're hoping for that. I just, I just think, I think we'll see adjustments. I do. I, I, I think, I think on both sides, you'll, you'll see adjustments in this game. And I think, uh, you know, I, I could see them getting some points, getting that wide receiver, you know, uh, some touches early, and and maybe some miscues there in the secondary. Uh, but I, I think we sure things up in the second half. And I think, I think it's like Arkansas State, but it's not. I don't think we have as big of a hole, obviously, to climb out of um and and I think we just end up and I I I don't think we have to resort to like as much passing. I think we can connect on some passes, but I think it's it's more it's going to be similar to more similar to ULM and uh in Georgia State where we just dominate the run game in the second half.
2: I all right. Well, we'll have to see so, about that. Yep. Yeah. I I'm, I'm
1: looking forward to it, Cody again. Uh can't wait for my Eagles to come down here in Orlando again if you haven't listened to that. First part of the preview, um, talking about uh, things to uh, do um, down here in Orlando, Um, be sure to check that out, Um, and uh, if you have any questions uh, for me, I will do my best to answer those. You can reach out on any of the Gotta Talk podcast social media uh, channels, and, and I will respond, and um and yeah, Cody, I uh, can't can't wait for it, and and can't wait to see my eagles in my backyard, and hopefully get
2: a big win. Can't wait, Hail Southern, Matt, Hell Southern.
1: All right, Eagle Nation. Um, a special guest before we wrap up this um, this uh, preview edition of the Cure Bowl, uh, I have uh, joining me on the line is uh, John Manson, the owner and operator of AC of Red. It's an independent uh, website. You can find him at acofred.com. com um and it's uh it's a liberty um kind of unofficial uh website of of uh, liberty Flames sports um so we uh we welcome John now th- uh, John thanks for being on the show
0: yeah great thanks so much for having me on
1: so uh tell me a little bit about liberty i know um you know the the program has obviously been around uh for a while you know there's some uh history between georgia southern and liberty we actually, uh hosted you guys when we opened our home state in Paulson Stadium and back Um, in the the mid-80s. Obviously, you guys are new to the FBS game, uh, similar to us, uh, but but a little newer, you know, just in your your second year of transition and your first year of eligibility. And uh, you bring in Hugh Freeze uh, in his first season, he gets you uh, bowl eligible. So just kind of tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the Liberty Flames and, and, you know, how, how the season's gone.
0: Yeah, uh, you, you hit a lot of it there. It, it's definitely a lot has changed for, for both schools, both teams, since uh, we last met back in uh, the 80s and whatnot. But, um, obviously, uh, first year under head coach Hugh Freeze, um, second year, as you mentioned, in the FBS reclassification. So it is our first full season as being uh, bowl eligible or or eligible to to compete for a bowl eligibility which you know we got with seven wins we needed seven wins because we had two fcs games uh played Maine, just like georgia southern did yeah. um, and you know the season kind of started off uh kind of interesting for liberty with uh, you know obviously we had hugh freeze uh first time first year head coach there for us and you know it was the first week of training camp as you know it's been widely reported and Term most of your listeners have heard yeah. um you know he came down with uh, when we were first told he had uh you know like back spasms that he was dealing with and then um you know as time goes on it, it ended up leading it, it became a staff infection and he ended up missing basically all of training camp he uh finally got out of the hospital just before we opened the season against Syracuse and and you know coach from a hospital bed Right. <laughs> has kind of became went viral there that first week against Syracuse, then also, um, you know, then second game against Louisiana, he was in a medical chair, and then uh, kind of coach from what he called a NASCAR pit box on the sidelines there. The first three or four games after after that, and then finally returned to the sideline. So, so the beginning of the season was kind of unique. Sure. Uh, you know, the first year head coach going through all that, being away from his team. Um, and, you know, Freeze is very much an offensive-minded coach. Yep. So those first, you know, two games particularly when he wasn't really with the team and coaching from the press box, the offense was not at all what we had ex- had expected it to be. I mean, we had right. a, you know, f- fourth-year starting quarterback in Buckshot Calvert, uh, four-year starting wide receiver in Antonio Gandy-Golden, yep. who's projected to be a, you know, high draft pick. Um you know, so we expected we scored a lot of points last year. and Then with Hugh Freeze coming in, we thought that we would just keep it going. And uh, you, we got shut out against Syracuse, and then kind of had a rough showing against Louisiana, which you know I know you guys played them too, and they're obviously yeah. a very good team. But yeah. but we thought we would would have competed a little bit better. So, but anyways, as a, as the season went on, we kind of you know the offense finally started hitting their stride, and and we won, won I believe five in a row there midway through the season before we lost to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Last ending of the uh, season schedule was was kind of a difficult one there with BYU, Virginia, uh, Rutgers. I know they've not had a great last few seasons, but still a P5 opponent. Sure. Um, You know, so we we finally got got to the seven wins there in our our season finale. So that's kind of a quick, real quick summary and synopsis of, of where Liberty's at right now going into the secure bowl this weekend.
1: Gotcha. So wh- where, I mean, you know, as, as a fan base, I'm sure you're, you know, you're tapped into that with, you know, social media and, then just, um, do you, you live, uh, in, in Lynchburg?
0: Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. I live in Lynchburg.
1: So, um, so just like from, uh, you know, hearing fans, you know, um, around town or, uh, on social media, what, what's the vibe? I'm sure, you know, everybody's just excited, you know, again, just in the, in this first year of, of, of being um able to be eligible and, and to get that eligibility and then to be
0: exciting. Yeah, I mean it's it's um everybody's really excited obviously. I mean I, I know it's a secure bowl, it's not you know, we're not playing the orange bowl or the Rose Bowl or anything like that, but I mean just to get to a bowl game, um uh, especially in our first year as being bowl eligible and uh, I mean that's just huge. Uh fans are really excited about it. Um at the same time fans are kinda you know taking it in stride too, knowing that You know, it's it's not. We had an easy schedule. We really did. Um, Like I said, two FCS teams. We played New Mexico State twice. I think you guys played them as well. Uh, New Mexico, UMass. So, so we won games basically we should have won. Uh, Our best win was against Buffalo. Yeah. It was a ten-win team last year. Uh, I believe they're seven and five. I believe this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made uh, a bowl game. So. Uh, but we beat them pretty good. That was our first one of the season back in week three. But right. um you, you know, so so we kinda understand that, you know, we are who we are, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're not uh you know, world beaters or anything like that. But but fans are definitely excited to, to be bowl eligible and and you know, Coach Freeze has definitely increased uh we got signing day coming up this week obviously, has uh, has increased the level of recruits we've been signing and sure. and you know, the future just seems really bright and 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 we really think this game against Georgia Southern is going to be a really good test. I know Georgia Southern's favored, you know, by about five or six points, and and uh, it should be a really good test for for the Flames. To kind of see, um, you know, if we're as good as we think we might be, or or if we still got a lot of work to do.
1: Sure. So uh, going off of that, I mean, what what do you kind of know, you know? you you know, you play Louisiana. You know, we have a lot of common opponents, but you play play Louisiana, who's in the Sun Belt Conference. Um, you know that kind of a similar makeup. They're a little bit more balanced, obviously, than we are, um, but run the ball really effectively. So, I mean, what um, have you, uh, had you or, you know, many of your fans, had you heard of Georgia Southern before? Did you kind of know who we were, you know, before the announcement was made?
0: Oh, yeah, no doubt. We, you know, we we definitely, Liberty fans definitely know about Georgia Southern, you know. We, we, just two years ago, we were in the FCS, so we mm-hmm. know all about, you know, you guys and your, your success there, national championships, and we've been trying to move up to, to the FPS for, for a number of years. So we played, paid a lot of attention to conference realignment and all yep. that. So yeah,
1: cause you know, there were some rumors, th- rumors for a while that Liberty might move to the Sunbelt.
0: Yeah. 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 There definitely were. Um, you know, so when Georgia Southern Appalachian state got the call, you know, we we were all over that paying attention to it, you know, very closely. And, um, you know, same thing when Coastal Carolina, which you know we were in the Big South with them, when they got the call of the Sun Belt, obviously we were paying a lot of attention to that too. So yeah, we're very familiar with Georgia Southern, and uh, obviously haven't played them in a long time, but um, know about the triple option that that you guys have have been come to come to be known for. I Know it's a little bit different this year, and right. um, you know, but definitely know know a lot about about Georgia Southern and, and definitely respect you uh, all's football program and. And know that you're probably a couple years ahead of us as far as, you know, you've been FBS for a few years now and you've won two bowl games. So so we know it won't be easy on Saturday.
1: Right. So um, you know, going off of um of that with you know, looking at, at you guys' schedule, um, you know, like like we said, play play Louisiana. That might be maybe that and in, in New Mexico might be the two, you know, closest similar games um you know similar opponents um that uh you know c- compared to us just as far as like a run game goes but uh you know obviously louisiana a bit more balanced uh new mexico i actually just looked up their stats uh thinking you know we we have their old uh offensive coordinator and bob the best and um you know they uh once led the nation in, in rushing and you know we're we're top five top ten for for several years um they're a little bit more balanced this year um you know with uh run run a similar style but you know they're like two um, passing yards um, and uh, rushing yards per game. So h- how do you think uh, this Liberty team is going to kind of attack us defensively, um, you know, uh, uh, playing a, v- a very different opponent that just likes to to run the ball um, pretty much every snap?
0: Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Our, our defense has been kind of the Achilles heel of the team for as long as, uh, you know, we've had Buckshot and AGG kind of lead the offense. Uh, the last couple of years, we've, we've had explosive offenses for, at least two three four years now and and it's kind of been the defense that has kind of been holding us back a lot of people have said um you know so obviously we have a first year you know coaching staff obviously new, all the defensive staff too so uh, if you look at the stats there obviously were games that that we gave up a lot of yards a lot of points um you can look at the louisiana game i, I don't have the stats in front of me but they rushed for a ton of yards. I mean, we, we could not stop him to save our lives. So only, only
1: 30, only 35 points. We're putting up 50 on a lot of people, you know? So, I mean, he like that and and again, like New Mexico, I know they obviously didn't have a great record, um, but you know, can, can put up a lot of yards and you held them to 10 points.
0: Yeah. They, um, you know, the defense, some games they played very well. Other games they didn't. That Louisiana game. We were actually tied at 14 right there at the end of the first half. And, um, you know, kind of, I don't know what happened in the second half. Kind of the wheels fell off. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get stops, and the offense was struggling. Uh, again, that was when Coach Freeze was up in the press box coaching. But, um, you, you know, so, so we really don't know. I mean, we, our defense coordinator, Scott Simons, he he was at Memphis last year as a linebackers coach. Before that, he was a def, uh, defense coordinator for Division II school, West Georgia, for a number of years. Yeah. And d- did really good job. And, and the defense has shown a lot of improvement, but it's still – um, you know, option and running teams, running offenses, definitely concern us, concern Liberty, Liberty fans. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, what the game plan is. I'm sure Scott Scott Simons will have a good game plan, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how much Liberty will be able to stop the other team. Cause that's basically what happened against Rutgers. They just lined up and, you know, played smash mouth football. And uh, granted they're playing with, you know, big 10 offensive linemen. So, uh but we were unable to stop them they just ran right over us and and basically our first mistake which was a turnover on special teams and and the game became a two three score game and we weren't able to stop them enough to get back into it so uh you know we've played games like that this season and and hopefully we won't see that Saturday although it would be fun to watch I guess from a fan's perspective but um it'll be interesting to see how how the defense plays that's probably one of the biggest question marks that, that I personally have for Liberty going into this game. Gotcha.
1: And and like you said, you, you, you thrive offensively
0: and, you know, uh,
1: my co-host Cody and I um, in the, in this episode, uh, you know, talked about just how, how prolific you guys have have been this season. I mean, you know, you mentioned your quarterback, uh, you guys call him buckshot uh, Steven uh, Calvert, um, you know, uh, 3,300 yards, almost 3,400 uh, yards uh, passing, you know, you have a quality back on this almost, or rusher, and then obviously that that wide receiver that you mentioned, um, that could be a uh you know high round draft pick, and and Antonio Gandy Gold, and um you know seeing seeing highlights of him even long before this game was announced, you know on on, on media. So um with with this offense, I mean, you know we've we've struggled. Uh, it's not a secret, uh, you know, against some passing teams. I mean, most most uh, the Sun Belt, you know, likes to to sling the um and we've seen games like uh troy and then arkansas state where uh you know we we were burned uh you know our secondary was burned um you know with uh with some big pass plays so how how do you kind of see that kind of flushing out um with with you guys and how do you kind of feel offensively going up against us
0: yeah i mean um you know i've kind of felt the last you know two years really that Basically, in any game, I, I felt confident going into it um, offensively. Um, even against Syracuse, you know, we did get shut out. But uh, if you go back and watch like the first quarter of that game, we we got the ball and, and drove right into the into the red zone, into the five yard line before we fumbled it and we unable to get on the board. We also had a missed field goal there, and, and really, we should have been leading ten to nothing at the end of that first quarter. Um, you know, and then. Anytime you play a, a power five opponent, you know, programs like we are now is if you get, you know, 10 points that you left on the field that you're that's more than likely going to be make or break you, you know, you're not gonna be able to come back from that. That's kind of what happened there. So I definitely feel that, you know, confident that Liberty will be able to move the ball will be able to put up some points, sure. um, you know, and, and yes, the the passing game gets a lot of credit. And rightfully so. Um, and, and one thing about Buckshot, it's actually his, his real legal middle name. Um, oh, is it Buckshot really? His, interesting. That's his full name. So gotcha. it's, it's an interesting story there. I'm sure you could Google it and get all the backstory. But, yeah, that's his real name. But anyways, you know, so we're definitely confident that that they can throw the ball and move the ball. But uh, Frankie Hickson, the running back you mentioned, yep. and Joshua Mack, uh, the two running backs kind of top the depth chart there. Um, definitely have shown their ability to run. They've they've been able to run for over hundred yards each in games and and um you know, definitely think the, the offense should be able to, to move the ball and, and like I mentioned earlier, it may come down to what defense gets more stops sure. as to to who comes out on top.
1: Sure. Um yeah, what? I mean I look looking at some of these stats. I mean you uh, had over three hundred yards uh passing against uh Virginia had um you know three against uh Buffalo and uh, like you said, kind of that that signature win um, for you guys. Um, so what? I mean, what ultimately do you think? I mean, do do you think it will kind of just come down to defense? Do you think that's that's going to be the the key? What would you say would be the key for you guys to win?
0: Yeah, uh, defense is definitely being able to get get enough stops to to get off the field, and you know the offense being able to move the ball and and, and keep the defense kind of on the sidelines, if you will. Um, you know, also, turnovers, uh, I know that's kind of cliche to say, but it's one of the things that, that Buckshot's kind of improved upon a lot this year. He, he had 18 interceptions last year, and ever since Freeze was hired last December, he was preaching to him about improving his ball control. And, and At one point in time, before the Virginia game where he had two interceptions, he had the longest streak of uh, pass attempts without interception in the country. Um, as he went from I believe it was from the Louisiana game which was game two on the schedule until the game against Virginia without throwing an interception so um, you know he's definitely improved a lot in that regard and I I think for Liberty to be successful on Saturday he's going to have to do the same thing and uh, you know not just him but also you know all the other ball carriers need, need to secure the ball and you know if liberty loses the turnover battle i don't think uh they'll be able to win the game just just georgia southern's ability to to move the ball themselves um the defense might not be able to get enough stops to to make up those those extra possessions
1: yeah, yeah, and we, we certainly haven't been as good in, in that turnover margin uh than we were last year when we led the country. Um, but you know, you you'd mentioned not uh, obviously we don't throw anywhere close to, to what you guys have, but you know, our, our quarterback shy words has uh you know, not hasn't thrown an interception um since uh since last season. So um and you know he's yeah, I noticed that
0: master. when yeah. I noticed that when we were uh, doing a little bit of research last week and I guess Georgia Southern is the only team in
1: the country without an interception. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. So two, two years in a row doing that, and I mean, he 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 certainly is is okay. uh has you know thrown some that could have been uh but where where last year we we really took care of the football really well um but uh and then same with penalties. But kind of as as the season progressed, you know we we got better in both those areas. So um, I guess finally let's you know turn into a little away from football fan base and everything. I mean what do you kind of know about like do you think you guys will have a good showing, you know, fan base wise, obviously, you know, a further trip, uh, you know, for most of your fans and it's gonna be for us in, in South Georgia and even our Atlanta alumni. Um you know, but a, again, you know, I know we we brought a huge crowd um the first year we made a bowl. Um, you know, obviously that, that two thousand fourteen season we won the Sun Belt and uh weren't eligible uh to get in even though we had nine wins. Um and then the we went to the Go Daddy Bowl and Mobile brought a huge crowd there. So, what what can you kind of tell me? What have you heard about um, your your fan base and then coming down here to Orlando?
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting. One thing about Liberty that's kind of a little unique is um, you know Liberty's got you know a lot of online students. Sure. Um, it's kind of kind of got uh, just from the type of school it is. You know, it's got a lot of uh, national uh, footprint as far as you know. Every year there's students from all fifty states and lots of different countries around the world as well too so we have a lot of alumni that are in the florida georgia alabama you know neck of the woods and um you know so so we're hoping to get get a decent crowd um i've heard and again we're this is being taped sunday evening my last i've heard is you know Liberty will be sold right around three thousand tickets oh wow through the yeah, that's great. D- directly through the um the schools, so I, I know there's others obviously that are bought through StubHub or SeatGeek or, sure. or whatever right. the case may be. We'll also probably have some um, walk-up too. We've also, as I'm sure is the case with Georgia Southern, got a lot of uh, players that are from Florida and Georgia. I think that's behind Virginia, second and third most uh, players
1: from the state. Yeah,
0: roster. Uh, I would imagine. You know, I, I don't know final count, but I would think somewhere around five thousand. Uh, mark is is what liberty probably end up having uh in, in the red down there gotcha. um, on saturday in orlando so it'll be interesting to see
1: yeah there should should be a really good crowd i know you know last year we played eastern michigan they obviously had a, a huge drive down to to montgomery alabama or, or or flight down and uh um we you know doubled their crowds i mean it seems like to be a little bit maybe not 50 50 but it's like you guys will bring bring a big uh, base down and then, then that's that's great i mean that's what, what, uh, certainly, what we want. So, any final words or anything you know our our listeners should you know know about Liberty or know about your fan base or know any, you know you want to add? Uh,
0: no, I think we pretty much m- much hit hit a lot of it on on the uh, on the nail there. Um, I, I know we both are scheduled to play here in a few years, I think three or four years. I think there's a home and home series coming up between the two, so that that'll be a good. So with Liberty being an independent, you know, our schedules are all over the place. We're playing, you know, I think next year we got 10 first time opponents or something like that. So every year is a unique, unique time for us. So uh, it'll be interesting. Looking forward to the game should be a really good, I I think it'll be a really good game should come down to late in the fourth quarter, deciding who wins it.
1: It should. Yeah. I I was going to say, yeah. I mean, you you guys have kind of gone all all over the country, obviously being, being independent. I mean, with, with the, uh, you know, we kind of talked about the Cure bowl and and your fans thoughts on it, but I mean, um, what was that kind of like, you know, for for yourself and for the fans uh, you know, once you became bowl eligible, like you said, you had to get uh, to that seventh win. um, But uh, not really knowing, you know, obviously you follow all those projections. Those aren't always accurate. Um, As an independent, you don't have those affiliations. So what was that kind of like when you finally found out it was Orlando? I mean, is that, kind of what, when it got closer, like what you guys were expecting, or or were you kind of expecting it to end up somewhere else?
0: Yeah, um, I'm not sure how much Georgia Southern fans know, but Liberty has a secondary agreement, secondary bowl tie-in with the Cure Bowl. It's the only bowl for this year that Liberty had an agreement with. And, you know, so the last kind of two weeks of the the regular season they are going into the conference championship week, we kind of knew there was a a decent chance if Liberty got eligible that – They'd be in the Cure Bowl, and I know that uh, the executive director of, of the uh, Cure Bowl, Alan Gooch, was in Lynchburg for our uh, last game there against New Mexico State. And I, I even got the chance to talk to him for a minute, so, so that was pretty cool. So, so we knew there was a chance. It, it came down to, you know, obviously it looked like the Sun Belt would have enough teams eligible to fill their spots. And then it came down to the AAC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that AAC championship game, it looked like, uh if Memphis won or really the winner of it regardless would probably get get um the New York Six bowl, uh, yeah. bowl bowl yeah into the um cotton bowl which happened so so Liberty fans were big uh Memphis fans uh last Saturday watching that game hoping they pull it through and, and once they did we we kind of, you know, ninety nine percent likely we would make the uh, cure bowl. So I think I think Liberty fans kind of expected it, you know, going into the the last you know few days there, and sure. into last Sunday, but until you get that final word, especially when you're an independent, like you mentioned, that, you know, you kind of up in the air. Like, is it really going to happen? Is it really going to happen? Right. So, it, it, it was interesting, and, and obviously we got a lot of, a lot of uh, feedback on on uh, very on our website, a lot of traffic, record days, and all that last Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, so it was a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome. All right,
1: John. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you kind of plug uh, the website that you just mentioned. Um, if if any of our fans listening, you know, want to go check you guys out and then get some more kind of a uh, insight into uh, our bowl opponent.
0: Yeah, it's a Um Also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Same same thing at uh, a c of red. Um, you know, we, we've already had this last week a lot of information there on Georgia Southern and top players to watch and. And things of that nature obviously we'll have a lot more this week i know on monday liberty will have their press conference so we'll get a lot of information with coach freeze and see what his game plan is a little bit about this weekend and uh we'll be making the trip down so looking forward to it and hopefully get to meet some uh some of you all down there as well
1: awesome sounds great all right well so that's that's uh john mason uh owner operator of a sea of red and uh thanks john thanks for coming
0: yes thanks so much for having me on Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gattatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gata Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gattatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. 7, 8, 9,